KG, and this is not safe for network. Guys, I'm Biggs. And I'm Brandon. How you doing, Brandon? Living the dream. Living the dream, that's right. <laughs> so, obviously we're going to talk about Star Wars, but we are going to save it for the end of the show and just do the little bit of notes that we have uh, beforehand, and then we will launch into it and just talk about the whole gamut of fucking opinions <laughs> that are on this movie, so... It's all over the place. But um, first, we're going to talk about Heather North, who is the voice of Daphne for Scooby-Doo cartoons, up until 2003, died today. So just wanted to give a quick little nod to her. Uh, Voice of my childhood, for sure. Yeah. Wow. Voice of my kids' childhoods, too. So So there's only like, what, three original Scooby-Doo people left? I don't know. It's Casey Kasem. Oh, he died. Okay. So he was Shaggy. I really don't know the names of the others. (laughs) It could be just one dude, for all I know, doing like Tiffany and Fred. Tiffany? Or Daphne. No, No, I uh, said Daphne. What's the name of the the cheerleader? No. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Velma. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so anyway. (laughs) That's right. Daphne's the cheerleader, but that's kind of sad to hear, but it sounds like she had a pretty good life and... They said died from complications, and she was kind of old, so it probably wasn't a drug thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah. Very often with celebrities, it's a drug thing, so uh, a life well lived, but we'll move on here. Um, did you ever get into The Office at all? Did you ever watch The Office? Yeah, I've actually been watching quite a bit of it lately. Really? Like rewatching or just watching for the first time? For the first time. Okay. How how far into it are you? Uh, it's really all over the place. So, are you like catching reruns and like, no? On? Like, uh, my kids are actually watching The Office. Okay, and so I like catch every third episode, or because they get home from school and they're watching The Office. So, like, by the time I get home, they're like watch three episodes in the meantime. That's a show that's like Parks and Rec, in that you can. You can pick it up and watch it any episode. Yeah. But you're rewarded if you watch a bunch of them because there are like little mini story arcs going on. And there's like, 
I don't know. There's little people that'll have like a little moment that winds up being a bigger moment. But I will tell you right now, the best episodes of the seasons are almost always the Christmas episodes. Like those are great because they always have like a Christmas party and like those. Oh God. Yeah. yeah. And Steve Carell, uh, his character plus alcohol is not good, (laughs) which just makes for great listening. I, I think one of my favorite things that was ever on the show was like, he he he's having a Christmas party. He goes out to the bar for a little bit, and he comes back to the Christmas party, and he brings these two Asian girls that like <laughs> oh, that seem. I, I think he has a crush on, them, but he's not sure which is which. And so when he figures out which one is the girl that he's with, he like subtly marks her with a marker so that he can like tell which one she is. It's so fucking awful, but it's so funny. Anyway, uh. So they apparently they're going to to try and relaunch it in 2018. Yeah. So they said that they're going to take some older uh, members of the office and then mix it with new cast members, which I think that's a show you can totally do that on. Like, yeah, I, I mean that's pretty easy writing there. Yeah, the cast definitely change in that show, but you just have to have an office. Although the whole thing with them being a paper company. That I mean, they were already exploring how, how hard that was getting in the digital age as the <laughs> show was going on. So I'd imagine it's pretty rough going now. But anyway, so that's that's going to be coming soon. Um, let's launch into what we promised last week. So we were going to talk about Disney buying out Fox. Uh, did you happen to get the messenger thing I sent yeah, you today? Yeah, I did. Okay. So we were... We were having a question as to whether Fox had actually owned the Fantastic Four or not. Uh, it turned out that they had they co-owned it with another company, basically. Yeah. And uh, it was questionable whether they had the rights or not. But Disney did mention in their release that they had the rights to the Fantastic Four and they were rejoining the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So... I think it's safe to assume that Disney has those rights. Yeah, I saw... It was either today or yesterday. They had uh, they released some artwork from the MCU with uh, the new characters that are brought in. The only one I really cared about was Doctor Doom. Yeah, <laughs> that's going to be a great villain to have because I bet the MCU does. like a lot of people aren't really into Doctor Doom because they're more familiar with him through movies, but he's great in the comics. And so I got to imagine Kevin Feige is going to figure out how to make a good Doctor Doom because we've not seen it on screen yet. Yeah, and it could be such an interesting character. And we know now, I mean, it could pretty much be assumed that that Doctor Doom solo movie they're going to do is probably trashed, right? Like, I can't imagine that goes forward now. I doubt it. Yeah, I can't imagine the MCU is going to do an entire movie based around a villain. I mean, I could be wrong, but I doubt it. I, I think they're going to go a new direction with all those characters. So, But we'll see. A lot of people are bemoaning that they think X-23 won't be in the cinematic universe now. And that's probably a good bet that she won't, but I wouldn't necessarily count on it either. I think, I don't know, like whatever direction they take, it'll make sense. I yeah. feel like so. You know what? Uh, I thought about, and it kind of depressed me a little bit. What's up? Is that now they've got two Quicksilvers in the MCU? <laughs> nope. 
I guarantee that they won't have a Quicksilver. <laughs> well, the in the new Avengers trailer, uh, the Scarlet Witch's brother Quicksilver shows up. What? He was in that trailer. He came back from the dead for Infinity War. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna have to see that, but I would guess that that has something to do with Lady Death. But you gotta imagine they're not gonna just like throw in another Quicksilver. I mean, it's the you same know, character. out of the two Quicksilvers, they're gonna pick the wrong one because <laughs> they've already got invested in the Scarlet Witch Quicksilver. Yeah, they're not gonna be like, just kidding. <laughs> Here's the one you really want. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting because the New Mutants and Deadpool two are in the can. And I'm pretty sure they're they're gonna get theatrical releases, but I mean, there's gonna be so much confusion because I'm willing to bet they're not gonna tie them to the MCU. And I think Dark Phoenix is in the can or close to it. Yeah, so. they're well on the way for that project. Yeah, so you gotta figure they'll probably just put those out and let it be known it's not the MCU. But that's gonna be confusing with the Marvel thing at the beginning. You know what I mean? Well, it's gonna. I mean, it's this. Merger or acquisition is going to take about two years to fully gel. So, I mean, it's, I'm sure they're going to take a lot of time and really feel where they want to go with their properties. Yeah. Now that they're under one umbrella. Well, so um, basically, what they bought was the cable channels they got were like FX, FXX, Nat Geo, uh, Fox Sport Regional. Some international networks I'm not going to name um, and satellites because I just don't, don't care. care. <laughs> and uh, a 60% stake in Hulu, which one of the funny things to me is Comcast has, I was looking up today, 20% of Hulu. And I talked about it a while ago, but uh, Comcast was looking to buy into Hulu because they were trying to dissolve it. They thought it was bad for business. So they were trying to to dissolve Hulu. So I think that's partly why they were looking to buy out Fox and then they just couldn't put up a deal that was good enough. And Disney did. So Mm. like, I think Disney offered them like 24 billion more like billion with a B. (laughs) Yeah. Cause the total total bill was 56.2. I remember. Yeah. Some somewhere around there. I, I remember rounding it to 55 in my head, but anyway, um, so I so that was kind of interesting to me, but uh, what happens to like Fox Searchlight? You know that that's something I'm concerned about because they were doing a lot of almost independent movies, like they felt like independent movies, just because that, those were the movies they did for like their prestige stuff. Like those are the ones they were hoping to grab Oscars for or whatever. And so like, does that arm stay? Like that kind of concerns me because it seems like everybody seems to think that Disney is going to dissolve some of the studio. And so, like, do they keep Searchlight? I hope they do. I really do. Because that's, like, the closest that they have to, like, when they had Miramax back in the day, you know? Yeah. So. The other thing I've been uh, trying to find an answer but haven't found a great one is what they're going to do with uh, The Simpsons. Because they have... uh, because don't they have that app that you can watch any Simpsons episode anytime? I heard about it. I've never seen it, but I don't know what happens with that. But um, I mean, do they integrate that into their the new Disney uh, 
Streaming? Streaming service. Are they even going to do the streaming service anymore? They have the majority stake in Hulu now. Like, everybody keeps talking like it's a sure or, thing. I mean, do it they... seems to me if you already have a streaming... Pa- like, if you have the second most popular streaming platform, maybe you just, like, dump everything into that, you know? You know, and that's a real possibility. They know? have 60%. They get to do what they want. <laughs> so, I mean, there's there's a lot of interesting things they can do with that. And I think it would be, I think it'd be great if they did dump everything into Hulu and then I definitely would pay for it then. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it's worth it right now. So, um, the only thing I don't like is that apparently I'm giving 20% to Comcast. I didn't realize that till today, <laughs> but, um, fuck Comcast. Yeah. Fuckers. Uh, the one other thing I had with that deal is uh, Bob Iger. So he's the CEO of Disney. He was saying there may be an opportunity for an R-rated Marvel brand as long as we let audiences know what's coming. So that that that's that should put to rest a lot of the fear that people had because Fox was starting to do those R-rated superhero movies, and so far they've been really good. And so. You don't want to like kill a good thing either, you know. But yeah. I think there's room for that. Like the Netflix shows were definitely more adult, and so I think if you can do those, you can do, you know, a movie like Logan. It's just it's just a matter of marketing. You just let people know this isn't for kids. You slap the R on it, you know. Yeah. Uh, but it's gonna be interesting with Deadpool two coming out <laughs> because, like, you know. Deadpool's so popular, they're going to want to do Deadpool. And this is the one, I don't think I said this on the podcast, but like my thing with Deadpool is like, you don't even change the history of what happened with Deadpool. You can totally change, like just pretend like the characters were never do- there and switch everything and have them make like a fucking smart Fourth ass. Wall break on it. Yeah, yeah. smart ass comment about like Disney. Like uh, Eli was was saying to me last night, and I think he's dead on in this. He thinks that like the end scene at Deadpool, like the cutscene, will be like Deadpool doing something with Mickey Mouse ears on. And I'm <laughs> like, dude, I think you nailed it. I think that's exactly <laughs> what it is. Well, doesn't that sound right? Uh, Ryan Reynolds sent out a tweet, and this was actually before the merger went through, and it was uh, something along the lines of, "Now I get to play with uh, or." get a little uh, Mickey Mouse or get with the House of Mouse or something along those lines. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, Deadpool, I don't think you have to do anything to. You just switch it to put him in the MCU. That's all you have to do because Deadpool is so... He breaks the fourth wall so much anyway that... Yeah, I mean, if you look at the comics of Deadpool, I mean, they don't even stick to the Marvel. I mean, he jumps into DC. (laughs) So, I mean... It he's one of those characters he can do he can be anywhere he can be anywhere and do anything so I think Deadpool's gonna be as long as Deadpool 2 does well which I'm sure it will it'll be just fine you know yeah also I'd really suggest to Disney to keep the ad campaign that they're doing right now with Deadpool cause it's fucking working it's <laughs> so great it's so perfect for Deadpool so Anyway, that's all I really add on the the Fox merger, unless you had anything else. Um, I guess, like, one other thing is Fox retained the rights to A New Hope, so now Disney has that. So, as of this moment, Disney has everything with rights with Star Wars. Uh, 
Wow. So that means that they very well could put out the original trilogy without changes in it like the original trilogy so i am begging them please listen to the consumers on this like there's a big chunk of us that want this and i will pay for those blu-rays for sure like i will pay for a box set to like see it without all the changes in there so could you imagine like a digital remastered version of that yeah just give us what we want please just just clean it up with the original content fuck yeah I would buy that shit in a heartbeat. Definitely. Okay, so let's jump into it. I think it's time. So, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Yeah. So, if you haven't seen The Last Jedi yet, it's time to bail out and then just come back to us when you've seen it, you know. We'll be here. Yeah, we'll be here. We've this is the third straight year we've <laughs> said this. We've said it a few other times, but the third straight Star Wars movies we've said this. But um this movie, so I want to address it right out of the gate, like all the controversy with this movie, and we'll get more into it as we get into the nuts and bolts, but I maintain that this is the most Star Wars movie that's ever been, <laughs> because this movie is everything to everyone, and everything is hated, and everything is loved in this movie. Like, I I looked for everything that I could on this movie since I saw it on Thursday, and uh, it's just... The criticisms are so loud, but like the th- the things that they point to really hard are like different than what other people are pointing to. Like every criticism I've read from somebody is wildly different than the other ones. And the things that people love about this movie are the things that are hated about this movie. And like some of the things that are loved, nobody's mentioned, but like everybody has a wildly different opinion on this movie. It's insane. And it seems like critically, it's almost universally loved. But as far as the audiences, so Cinescope, I think, gave it like a, I don't remember how they rate it, but it was like a pretty good rating for the audience score. Um, IMDb, it had like a six out of eight, I think, uh, for the audience score. But Rotten Tomatoes had like a 55%. And it's to me like that is what it feels like with the audience because it seems like it's just so split down the middle whether people like it or not yeah granted this is just like the people that i hang out with it was like a shock to me that anybody hated it though because like i went to the screening on thursday like uh it was bad betty's barbecue is putting on this thing uh they did a private party over at the exploration works and like a bunch of people are dressed in star wars comics and we're eating like a shitload of food like having beers and then we went over the movie and it was just like applause as soon as star wars starts there's like a moment of silence in, in the movie for like a good 12 seconds and like there was just like whoa in the audience like you could hear all these people doing that and then, like the end, everybody applauded. Everybody was smiling. Had a great time. I didn't. I like. I was like. I went home and talked to my wife because we were going the next night. And uh, I'm just like, you're gonna love this movie. Like everybody fucking loved this movie. It was such a great time. And then like it was so fucking crazy. Like after I went on Friday and had another great screening. There's like. My brother-in-law didn't seem to enjoy it, but that's a whole story in itself that I'm not going to get into. But um, And then getting online and realizing, like, starting to see the vitriol and, like, some stuff on Facebook threads and being like, huh, I guess, like, some of my friends didn't 
like it, but at first it was some of my friends that are like deeply like live with Star Wars. So I was like, that's not, I guess that's not totally unexpected. Like somebody's always going to hate this. And then just like starting to read reviews and just how varied everything was on this. It's just fucking crazy, dude. I, I've never seen so many loud people about like <laughs> one movie at just having, like I said that I couldn't get a gauge on whether Blade Runner 2049 was loved or hated because the opinions were varied, but this is exactly that, but just so many more people, you know what I mean? Cause yeah. most people have not seen Blade Runner 2049. I feel like at this point, most people have seen the last Jedi. I'm willing to bet. Everybody who listened to the podcast or damn near everybody already saw it. So it's like, it's just, it's fucking, it's crazy to me. But uh, I really liked it. For the record, like, I really, really enjoyed it. I came out saying, and I don't want to, like, stick, like, don't quote me on this or anything, but it was my favorite when I walked out of there. But I do feel like that has to have a little bit of time to, like, digest before I can really, um, like, place it. Because it's just like you always walk out when you enjoy something and like see it shiny and new. And with Star Wars, I'll see them all like 20 times. So it's like, you know, eventually you start to get to the nuts and bolts of it and pick it apart more. So I don't know, but I really fucking enjoyed it. It was exactly what I wanted out of a Star Wars movie. How did you fall on it? See, I had a very different experience with <laughs> um, I did not see it opening night or I waited till it was i went to the late i mean it started 11 o'clock at night show saturday night um and my daughter and i went my daughter went she saw it um the opening night thursday night and she came home and she's just dejected just utterly dejected like oh this isn't good <laughs> Because she, I mean, she loved everything Star Wars. I mean, you've thrown her books and she just yeah. pours through those. And so she. By the way, a, real, a, a big show that she's a real fan, the fact that she's already found a Star Wars that she hates. <laughs> <laughs> it's a rite of passage. It took us Phantom Menace before we got there. Yeah. Um, and she would. I mean, she liked it enough to go see it a second time with me. And I think it was just because I was buying her a Star Wars ticket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she watched it the same time and had pretty much the same reaction. So her opinion really hadn't changed watching it a second time. Um, I saw it and I have a lot of issues with it okay. i wouldn't say i hate it yeah but i didn't love it i mean there was a lot of stuff that really bothered me in that movie kind of fell on meh yeah it's definitely in the meh yeah and i was so excited for <laughs> it and it like absolutely delivered for me so this is going to be interesting i it would have been interesting if Mitch was in here too. Mitch was going to come in and record and he'll, he might be on next week, but um, I don't really know where Mitch falls on. He seemed to enjoy it when we're in there, but some people that enjoyed it when I was in there and he started talking about it later and they didn't seem to enjoy it as much as they did in the theater. So I don't know, but uh, it'll be interesting, but we'll go into those criticisms, 
criticisms in a minute. I just want to do this uh, first before we really get into it. And once again, I'm just assuming everybody's seen this, so it's not going to be like a comprehensive review. We're not going to go through a beat and beat. Listen to Fat Man on Batman if you want that. Kevin Smith like literally did an hour and a half podcast where he breaks down like every beat of the of the movie and really gets into it. So that's a good one for that. We're just going to pull apart stuff, talk about opinions and stuff, like talk about certain scenes that we loved or hated. Um, but before we get there, so two years ago... When Force Awakens came out, we were so fucking excited that not only did we spend an entire podcast of 240 talking about The Force Awakens, then two or three days later, I recorded one with Zach, uh, like just me and Zach, and then we did an entire podcast just talking about it, (laughs) and then 242, we come back and we spend, we're just going to, you just wanted to bring up one thing. And we wound up talking about for 25 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> if you're keeping score at home, that's about 225 minutes of like Star Wars talk we did. That was how starved we were for Star Wars. And uh, it's definitely different because it's the third year of, you know, Star Wars, like consecutive movies coming out, which has never happened in the history of Star Wars. So um, we're not as starved as we were, but. Uh, I do. This is like theories that we were either coming up with or talking about that were on the internet. And then, like, whether we agreed with them or disagreed with them. And there's some spots where we're wrong, but man, did we get it right. But I do got to say, there's one I couldn't get on there because I couldn't get a clean cut. We talked about the possibility of uh, Luke being Ray's father. I was adamant that it shouldn't be that. And that I would be very disappointed if it was that. And you said that you would be disappointed if it was that, but you were pretty sure that's what it was. Like all signs pointed to that. So that was where we fell on that one. Like I said, I don't have like a good cut of that, but here's some other stuff that we fell on. So just like little predictions and things that we came up with. This first one's pretty short. Just so you know, Abrams did this movie and he's he's out. Yeah. So you pointed out he's, he, wound up staying to produce two more but he wasn't directing anymore we went on and on about that clearly we were wrong but we weren't wrong at that time (laughs) (laughs) but i just thought in the interest of uh you know of being open and honest about it we were wrong on that one but okay so here's another one i'm just going like small to bigger essentially do you think john boyega's character fen do you think he's like related to uh Lando Calrissian. That's been a lot of speculation too. I I, don't I think hope so. not. Yeah, I don't think so. I, think I was it's like, I'm hoping there's more than one black family in the entire Star Wars <laughs> <Yeah>. universe. <laughs> so that one's still open, but I don't think he's Lando Calrissian. And I and I will say that would be some shitty, shitty writing. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I wouldn't exactly put it above Abrams. I, I wouldn't put it past. <laughs> I mean, looking how actually how racist America is, I mean, I wouldn't put it past past a lot of people, but come on. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. Okay, so here's another one. I've also heard the uh, sister of Kylo Ren theory. I started to think about that, and as of this moment, I've discarded it because I can't understand why that would be. Yeah, I feel like they have no reason to split up their kids. And it would, like, the only way it would make sense is if they didn't know it was her. 
Yeah, so Zach, as we talked on further, Zach, definitely. He, like, laid out the super crazy case for how that could be, but then he's like, I don't believe this at all. So <laughs> it was a pretty long clip, so I just kept it short. But uh, we definitely fell on the correct side of that, me and Zach. So here's another one. Uh, oh, I guess I did have something with Luke Ray. Okay, hold on. I think that you can't have Luke have a daughter because if he's trying to restore the old ways of the Jedi dude's got to be chased you know yeah okay so i guess that was me and zach talking about it but um we're in agreement on that one but obviously i we don't know if luke fucked we have no <laughs> idea definitely gave up the jedi so you got to figure he's i mean gonna... he kissed his sister but that's <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's why he turned away from it <laughs> no we don't know that he turned away from it but i'm gonna say that was a victory we were we were correct on that so uh here's here's another theory what if she's Obi-Wan's granddaughter? Oh. Right, but remember, that would have been after the fall of all the Jedi, after Order 66, at the end of the prequels, where they kill off all the Jedi. So maybe he's thinking in terms of like, A, he's in hiding. He's got to do something. Yeah. Which also, we know he'd be good at hiding her, hiding his progeny because Obi-Wan is like the best at hiding. But also, like, there could be an element of if the only Jedi left are me and Yoda and maybe these Skywalker kids, maybe he's thinking if there's any chance I can pass the force down, it's worth trying. Okay. So, uh, it went on a little bit and we decided it was a viable theory, but we didn't think that that was how it was going to play out. Now I will admit in all disclosure, because everybody was like grabbing onto a raise, gotta be somebody's kid. Eventually I gravitated towards. She That's was where Obi-Wan's I was daughter. headed to. Yeah. Because I thought that would be the most twisty of the possibilities. Cause it did seem like they were going to make her somebody, you know, and, That was me, like, succumbing to the internet, really. You know, and they had a lot of clues that would have backed that theory up. I mean, just, like, the way she was, like... The English accent. (laughs) Not so much that, but, like... That was one thing I heard, though. It was her... The way she, like, um, stealth about the Starkiller base um, was really reminiscent of how Obi-Wan did the Death Star in New Hope. That's true. That is true. So I mean, I mean, there was a lot of clues like that that there's I mean even, could have supported even, that theory. There's even a parallel there when you think about everybody is looking for Obi Wan on the Death Star at, at a certain point, and like, and this one they were looking for Ray. But anyway, so uh, so that <laughs> that was the theory. So here's here's another one that was pretty popular. Kylo Ren, so he's obsessed with Vader, right? And following in your footsteps, grandfather. And I'm going to finish what you started, grandfather. Well, what if he knows enough from growing up around Luke, Leia, and Han that he knows that towards, like, at the very end of his life, Vader turned on Palpatine and the dark side? So what if he's thinking, I'm going to finish what you started. I'm going to infiltrate the dark side just like you did and completely destroy it once and for all. Will you help me as he says... Like, I can never truly be part of the dark side if I don't do this, Father. I don't want to do it, so I need you to be willing to let me so that I can fully become the dark side and then destroy Snoke and everybody else. See, that's what I like about that theory, although I don't believe it. <laughs> right, that's the most crackpotty one. I don't buy that for a second. <laughs> yeah, so we immediately... It was so great the way Zach just built that up was like, yeah, that's crackpotty. <laughs> and... The crazy thing is that was actually 
fairly close to what happened. No, not at all. Han, well, I mean, Han had a pretty good idea he was going to go no, out for No, I'm sure. not talking about Han, but as far as Kylo Ren taking out Snoke and becoming Supreme Leader to burn it all down, basically. <laughs> yeah. Okay, this is a fucking crazy theory that, as far as I know, Zach came up with on his own because I have not heard this anywhere else. You know Maz Kanata? In yeah. the movie, Lupita Nyong'o's character. Yes. My theory is that she is more important than we realize at first glance. Because we only ever see Snoke as a hologram, as a giant hologram, right? Uh-huh. My theory is that he – because he kind of looks similar-ish to Maz Kanata's alien. My theory is that he's actually another one of those tiny ones and they are related, Maz Kanata and Snoke. Ah, that's interesting. And so that's why Maz Kanata wanted to, uh, Ray to get the lightsaber once she realized it was calling to her. Because she's going, oh, this might be the person who can destroy my brother, son, father, whatever the relation it might be. I, I don't think this theory will play out. I think it's too crackpot, even though I yeah. want it to. But I definitely <laughs> think we will see her again. This is what I miss about Zach, is that he comes up with crazy theories and then just immediately discounts them. <laughs> he just puts it out in the ether. <laughs> I That's guess cool. it's not out of the question. We could find out a twisty Abrams puts Maz Kanata as the younger daughter, but Jesus Christ, dude, there's quite a size difference. And that's when yeah. people thought Snoke was probably small. Remember, that was a really big theory, was that people kept thinking he was tiny. And yeah, that, that didn't pan out at all. No, I never thought that for a I second, didn't really. by the way. Like, I didn't know. I Like, I got why people were saying that, but I was like, I, I don't think so. I think they're going to make it a big guy. Like, we're in an era where it's really easy to make a giant alien. So, uh, And then it helped that Ryan Johnson said about a year ago, he's really big. <laughs> and nobody fucking listened because, and this is, I, I'll get into it later, but I do think that, like, internet theories led to a lot of people not liking this movie. I will just say that. But we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. So here was something that I said. What if she's no. not related to anybody? Wouldn't that be great if <laughs> she was just a person? <laughs> what, that would what? be a real shocker if she was related to <laughs> nobody. Everybody would be like, I never saw that twist coming. How accurate was that, dude? <laughs> yeah, they sold her for beer money. <laughs> Amazing. I don't think that they sold her for beer money. I will I will go out on a limb. I, wait, we're, we're going to save this for... We're going to wildly speculate at some point. I think that has to happen because we need to come back in two <laughs> years and, and make this a recurring segment. So we'll put a pin in that come back, but... Here's here's the last one. Now, dude, you fucking nailed this. Okay, are you ready? Now, here's what I didn't like about having Admiral Akbar. Not once did he say, "It's a trap." Not one time. <laughs> Couldn't they have like fit like you know figured out a trap to have Admiral Akbar get into? Just one trap is one all I'm asking. We got three more movies, so we'll get a trap. Dude, we got a trap, and Admiral Akbar died from the trap. You fucking nailed that one, dude. Now, he didn't get to yell, it's a trap, but that, which bummed me out when I realized he died by trap, and they didn't have him yell that, but then it was pointed out to me that the actor who did the voice died Yeah. before they got a chance to put him in the booth, so I was like, okay, that makes sense, but still... Having him go out by trap, that's pretty sweet. 
<laughs> it's a fitting end for that character. Yeah, it was. Because he's really only known for yelling about traps. <laughs> <laughs> that is his whole uh, legacy, if you will. Okay. So I want to just start, and I'm, I have a lot of problems, and one of the... And everything I've read on the internet since I watched it, there's about four or five main complaints about the movie. Okay. Um, one of them, the where Admiral Akmar dies, leads up to problem number one. And that is uh, Mary Poppins' Leia. Okay. I want to debate you on this <laughs> one. If are, you, are these all the problems that you're also saying you agree with or just the main problems? Um... I might debate yes you on no. all of them. I'll be honest. Okay. Okay. So what is it about Mary Poppins, Carrie Fisher? That's a problem. It, you know, it seemed like such a wasted opportunity to end Leia. <laughs> uh-huh. Because, well, I mean, and I don't know how with her passing, um, how, what they had in the can or whatnot, so, I mean, but it seemed like, because there was about five or six times in the movies they could have, Leia could have died, and any one of those would have been a great fitting ending, and I think this one was the top one, and the fact that she goes through to the end of the movie. <sighs> okay, here's where I'm going to debate that. Um, they wanted to honor Carrie Fisher's performance and you can't really honor it by like pulling out 90% of her performance, which is what they would have done. I mean, I get it. And that, that it was a common complaint, but, and this wasn't one of my huge complaints other than like just seeing her Superman through space kind of was really, that's, that's what I want to debate about. Uh, one of the big things that people are saying is that that's not how the force works. Motherfucker. Let me explain to you how the force works. Have you seen empire strikes? You know, it it wasn't, it wasn't, let me, let me do this. Like not at you. Okay. Okay. At the internet. Some of these, I'm going to be yelling at the internet. So I'll specify this is at the internet. I keep hearing. That's not how the force works. Luke fucking levitates himself. Okay. He levitates himself. How is that that Carrie Fisher can't fucking, or excuse me, uh, Leia Organa can't fucking float herself back into the X-Wing if Luke can float himself in the Empire Strikes Back? That shit's been established. Yeah. In fact, I, I mean, I didn't really think it couldn't be. A, like, I would think that, like, fucking Jedis should be flying all over the fucking place. Like, yeah. And, like, Luke does that giant leap also in Empire onto, like, to grab onto, like, some tubing at one point. I mean, he does that, and he also does that at the Sarlacc pit in uh, Return of the Jedi. Yeah, he's using the Force to do that. So, like, that shit is established. That's one thing that pisses me off is um, some of the complaints I hear are by people who clearly don't know the movie very well. Or like that, like the movie history. Like they say, oh, it doesn't work like that, and they set up these rules. Where I'm like, motherfucker. Like first off, I want there to be powers I've never seen for a Jedi, but every single power that was exhibited in these movies, we've seen it's like in canon at some point. Yeah, like and if you know, you take even in the in, Clone Wars cartoon, we've seen them all. Even in Jedi, I mean, 
you see snow throwing fucking Ray around like a rag doll. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we see that. And that was another thing. I was like, they can't do that. Motherfucker, yes, they can. It's been done. It has <laughs> already been done. Uh, the, they talked about Luke's astral projection. Dooku's done that. I don't think he did it in the prequels, but he did it in the Clone Wars cartoons. Like, it's established. That's like they did not bring in new force powers. This thing where they like talk to each other, the face, the sk- <laughs> force skyping. Yeah, like it's already been fucking done. They just don't always like see the person clearly. So what? So there's a little twist on it. Like clearly, Snoke is really powerful. Like he seems to have a more powerful uh, connection to the Force than Palpatine did to me. I don't know, but I would definitely agree with that. Yeah, the way he was able to do it. But I like that. Like. It's okay to up the ante, but don't fucking give me no shit about like force powers. Like the the force doesn't work like that. Go fuck yourself. Like you guys are are on another planet. But okay, so, so you wanted to keep bitching about this, but in a different way. So <laughs> my main complaint is, God damn, that looked cheesy as fuck. That is a valid complaint. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I won't it, stick up for it that. It was. It just didn't play right. I mean, she wakes up and flies back to the ship. Like, eh, I I had a hard time buying it. I think what they were trying to express was that, like, she was barely hanging on. And so they were trying to, like, express it that way. But I thought it was a poor way to express it. I think they could have definitely done that scene better. Uh, Yeah. All right. Um, the other okay the second point i had was the physics of the film really fucking bothered me (laughs) okay this is an engineer complaint really fucking bothered me okay there were two scenes in particular is it was was one of them the x-wing like flipping around, you know. I thought that was fucking awesome. Okay. I had no okay. problem. I with thought that. it was awesome too. I was gonna, I was gonna yell at you. No, I, I had okay. no problems with that. Like you're in space, you could, and I mean, I don't understand how. I mean, nobody. I mean, the shit doesn't really exist, but yeah. I mean, you're in space, you could flip around and do shit like that. Didn't bother me. Okay. What bothered me is when they did the bombing run, and they had the. What was four or five bombers trying to destroy the dreadnought? Oh, I never thought about that. Why and would they the fucking, bombs just fall down? They, they just fall down like a fucking World War Two B fifty two. I never thought about that. And I'm you're like, right. that fucking no, just no. That sir, you're in space. There you, is you have come up with a complaint. I have not heard one other human being mention, and you're you're a hundred percent accurate. The way and, you could have gotten around that is like had little jets on them or something. You know, that would have been just, I mean, sure, I'll, I'll, I'll buy that, but just like falling. Yeah, you're right. I got to I got to hand it to you there. You're absolutely right. <laughs> and because as soon as you started saying that, I was like, oh, I never even thought about that. And the, uh, <laughs> basically the same thing is when they have the, the chase scene and the ships slowly run out of gas and you see like the 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 med ship that um that was from empire 
like runs out of gas and they blow it up and it falls in space. Yeah, I know. <laughs> to be fair though, that's something that's happened a lot in Star Wars. <laughs> like, but it but it's not a new af- not after a new watching the bomb run, it was like you're doing this fucking again. God <laughs> Things You're don't right. fall in space. You're right, but that's not a new mistake. They've done that a few times. Uh, on the bomb thing, can I just pull a Zach here and try and like get my no prize? <laughs> so what if it's because, what did they call it? It's not a Star Destroyer. but The Dreadnought. The Dreadnought. What if it's because the Dreadnought is so fucking big? It's got that, its own gravitational pull. Yeah, it's got its pull. own gravitational pull. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's not a thing, but that's I'm gonna no prize it. You know, talking about um, a tradition of Zach. By the way, I I actually did really enjoy the new ships that showed up in this. One being the Dreadnought. That thing was fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty fun. And I like Snoke ship. Yeah, like those both were seemed really impressive to me. So I mean, and I saw some people had problems with that, but. I thought they were cool, and I just love the I, like the dreadnought goes back to old English pirate history. Uh-huh. They were heavily armed ships, um, clear back in the Captain Morgan days, <laughs> and okay. so I mean uh, the fact that they still use that term, I really enjoyed. Okay, so you had some more complaints. Yep. Okay. Sea cow green milk. <laughs> you didn't like that? Oh, I loved, God, I just... I loved I, hearing everybody go, in the theater when it happened. Fuck, they did We didn't. finally got boobs in a Star Wars movie, man. Uh, but <laughs> it, what, what a prize. <laughs> I mean, it's like Shaka Khan being the only topless woman in the Bond movies. Dude... <laughs> That's not Shaka Khan. That was uh, uh, Grace. Grace Jones. Jones sorry. Yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I gotta admit, I enjoy your complaints. <laughs> <laughs> Do you got any more? Um, what were the other ones that I really? Um, you know, I I read a lot of complaints about the end, and I. Still not quite, I'm kind of on the fence about it, was with Luke dying, but okay, I, I'm okay with it. Can I, I, I am not just okay with it. Let me go the other way. I thought it was fucking great. I thought it was like a seminal moment in Star Wars movies, and I know people are going to take me apart for this, but just hear me out. Uh, I have said many times on this podcast that my favorite scene in the entire trilogy like which means like all of the movies right is like when you start having this music playing and you have Luke looking off in the desert and he's looking at the setting suns and he's just like fucking feels trapped like I can't go anywhere I can't do anything just that feeling of frustration you know and like this music often brings tears to my eyes because like I, I just think about that moment and it's just something that has resonated with me my whole life like I just I always feel that and so for them to like call back with Yoda talking about him always searching the skies and not what's in front of you 
and like talking about it, calling it back to that. And then having his last scene where like before he dies, he's like looking off at the setting suns. Like it's just so fucking and then playing this theme again, dude. Like it was so fucking touching to me. Like to me personally, amazing moment. It like you know, bookended exactly how it should. We begin with Luke looking at those suns, feeling frustrated, figuring out like think he's never going to do anything and never going to have anything to do in his life. Okay. I'll go you one further on that. Okay. So, and I mean, it goes back to the prequels, um, in revenge of the Sith, uh, right after the Skywalker twin twins are born, they have a scene where they're looking at the sunrise on Tatooine. And, And what? In Revenge of the Sith, one of the last scenes is the sunrise after the twins were born. Okay. So he goes in with the sunrise and out with the sunset. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's like it's in every trilogy. You know, and I mean, people are really like, oh, he just dies. Well, I mean, Yoda, Yoda, Yoda basically did the same thing. I mean, he... yeah. Just like pass like on gives, his wisdom, gives the and information then, he's got to give, and then he passes on. Furthermore, like it was even set up in that movie because I'm hearing a lot of people like that's stupid that he fucking dies after he does that. Well, they Kylo Ren even says when he's looking at Ray and they're like doing that that communication back and forth that Snoke setting up. He's like, "Are you doing this?" And then he goes, "Oh, it would kill you." And like to me, here's how I read it. Okay, like I I I will say that there's definitely room for interpretation on this, but the way that I interpret that is people who use the light side of the force, it's too fucking strenuous. They will die doing this, and that's why like Snoke was able to like transfer Kylo Ren's image to to Ray. But like, why it, the effort kills Luke? I really think it was the effort kills Luke, and yeah. I think he knew that. Like going and, in, and that actually is a valid point because you brought up earlier that Count Dooku had done that in the Clone Wars, and he definitely is using the dark side of the Force. Yeah, so like he can probably do it, and often like with the dark side, you can like make like make an image that's not you that can actually damage people too. So to me, that says it's more like the dark side because probably because you're like influencing people's minds. Yeah, and usually when you use the dark side of the force, you're actually giving part of yourself up. Yeah. Like giving up your life energy. So, I mean, I really didn't have a problem with this scene. I know just reading a lot of stuff on the internet that people had a problem with that, and I thought it was worth discussing. Yeah, and I and I will say this again because I know a lot of people. Some of it, it's like people being mad that Luke died. Remember how mad that people were that Han Solo died? Not us. <laughs> no, I wasn't. Not us because Can't, like but. we we also saw it coming. I saw Luke coming. Like I said, I, I sh- probably should have pulled the clip, but you know, I broke down their pay structures and I was look. I was like, look, here's the deal: Han's gonna die in the first one. Luke's gonna die in the second one. Leia's gonna die in the third one and even though they probably won't show Leia now she's gonna die in the third one <laughs> like at least in the crawl you know yeah uh, which is unfortunate but it is what it is you know like that th- you have a handful of choices you can do and they're all shitty you know like you can honor her performance but then you have to like fucking like kill her off in the scroll 
and like have it be a couple years later or whatever, you can like do a CGI character that's not her and not her performance, you know, or you can like try and re-edit old footage and try and make it look that way. And maybe that's what they're going to do. Like, we don't actually know. They're like, they said she's not really in the ninth one, but that doesn't mean that they won't be able to pull a clip from something that wasn't used and like, you know, like have her get killed at the beginning or something. Like I, I have faith in them to figure out something to do, but I, I think people should be understanding on this one. Like she died. There's a, what are you going to fucking do? Like if there's a monkey wrench in the whole thing, you know? Okay. My big, big, big complaint about this movie. Okay. Everything and everything to do with Candlebite. With what? Candlebite, the casino city. Okay. Everything to do with that entire story arc was fucking garbage. Are you talking Finn's whole story arc, basically? Yeah, pretty much. Okay, I disagree. <laughs> How are I you? I disagree with oh. everything. Uh, I think them actually being like the whole thing on Candlebite could have been cut for the most part but i think benicio del toro's character is a villain that has a very real point that we haven't really seen in star wars and i think it's sort of an important one to to make a point with which is like it is the fucking it is all right so here's what it is to me it's the villain who he will act how he's gonna act because the world is fucked and so what? Like he just shrugs his shoulders and does what he wants to do. And like I I think we see that so often. We know so many people who just like anything that they do, they just fucking justify it by like, well, there's something worse going on in the world, right? Like like Finn fights for the resistance now. And he's actually by this point full on in the resistance and and it gets more galvanized as he's going, right? And then you enter this character who just doesn't care. It like mirrors a little bit, like just a teeny tiny bit of Finn in the first movie before like Ray winds up going off because he's just like, he he just wants to run and not deal with it. Whereas this character just wants the money and to move on, right? But the difference is this character, uh, Benicio Del Toro's character is justifying it by like saying, look, the resistance bought these X-Wings too. You know, like, yeah. and, and like, you know, so like it's two purposes. Like the first off is just to talk about this type of character because it's a more nuanced villain that we've never seen in Star Wars before. And I think it's sort of an important one to identify. Like, I think a lot of what Star Wars is doing in the last two movies is like introducing, well, last three really is like introducing some shades of gray, like turning everything from being black and white, like it was with George Lucas to like being shades of gray. Like the the rebels aren't always the good guys. The empire isn't always all bad guys. Like there's people in between that profit from that. And I think the other point with that planet, whereas like it could have been done a lot quicker. So I will say it played out a little too long. Not a little too long, a lot too long. Like it a was lot too long, too long and way but, too fucking CGI. But I do think it was mostly to make the point of like, hey, look, here's the real fucking villains because they're the ones that are perpetuating this endless war. Like we have watched this war start from episode one 
and in some way is still going, what, 70 years later? <laughs> that's fucked up, dude. And that's because these people are like profiting off of it. So like I thought that they were making that point too. So I thought there was good points behind it. I think the execution on the planet could have been done a lot better. I think we could have been wrapped up with that planet in like 10 minutes and been fine. Yeah. And you, I mean, the stuff you brought up was the best parts of that sequence. Um, cause I really like Benicio del Toro. I mean, I did like that. Um, I, I mean, I saw what they were doing when they Rose gives the kid the ring and they seen at the end, like there is hope for the resistance. Not only that, there's other Jedi's. I yeah. mean, like, like it, it, it ends the theme. There's like two themes that run through this movie for the most part, right? Like there's, there's like, it's time to let the past die, essentially. Like that's one of the themes and it, it runs definitely through Kylo's storyline. Like everything with Kylo is him trying to kill the past and move on. But it's also like Luke Skywalker has to let go of the past with like Kylo and like get past it. Like he has to like, in a way he's still wrapped up over like, in a way, like he took on the anger about what happened with his father to like the Jedi Council later. You know, like they reference the prequels there when he's like talking to Ray about it and he's like really upset about it. But the really fucked up thing is it's like, Luke, you you could like take the Jedi's though and take them in your direction. You don't have to like do exactly what was done before, you know? And that's sorta that's like the interesting thing too. It's like the different ways that people deal with the past. That's like one theme, and I think that that lined up with what you were just talking about. Yeah, um, the freaking the llama looking things that they were racing. Like, oh god, they that pissed me off. Just fucking pissed me off watching it. Why is that? Just it looked so fucking like it looks like the ninety seven <laughs> stuff they added to Moss Eisley. <laughs> It didn't bother me, but I wasn't looking for it really. So it I was just looked fucking bad. Them. And like the fucking them escaping and just it looked awful. Like it just looked awful. I mean, if you rewatch it again with that in mind, you'll be like, oh, that's that looks fucking awful. Yeah, I rewatch it. Like to me, it was just more like it was boring to me. Like I, I mean, a lot of that. That I was too. like, I was really into like what they were saying at the beginning. You know, when it landed and, on the planet, and you but had, then it just went on too long. Yeah, and I mean, it just, and it just kept going. I mean, they had the little fucking midget guy that like was pumping money into BB-8, and it just. Oh. Did you know that was Mark Hamill that voiced it? The little, the little guy, the little guy with the sideburns. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, here's what I would have done if I was Ryan Johnson right there. Um, because like it was the longest Star Wars movie ever. It was two and a half hours, which like people are acting like it's a big deal, dude. All of them are like two fifteen. Yeah, it's not that much longer. <laughs> Let me just be clear. On this, like we're but, talking ten minutes. Yeah. But here's here's what I would have done with that scene. I would have played out everything that as it plays at the beginning, and then when they get thrown into jail, and he like springs open the. Uh, the prison door i would have had them kind of look at each other and then just like gone out 
And then I would like have, I would cut to the kid in the fucking stable with the thing and have that conversation. Cause you have to have that to like pay out. You know, that end. was actually a good, like, I mean, that needed to be there to, for the payout at the end. Yes. And so I would have that scene and then like maybe have them ride one of the things out and then just cut to like, like have them see something and then like just like at the end where they they go by the cliff and then the guys in the spaceship like i think you could carve out a good 7 minutes out of that easy and it it would be a much easier watch like there was way too much with the chase and i realized that like you have to have the action scenes with star wars but like that chase just felt like i don't know it was kind of boring to me so i would have cut a lot from that chase but it's still, I didn't hate it. It was just like the boring part of the Like every Star Wars movie has a boring part to me. Yeah. I can name them all off if you want. Like A New Hope, a lot of the stuff in Tatooine, fucking boring. Like R2-D2, yeah. like tooling around with C-3PO, them going their separate ways, getting taken just by the Just walking across the desert for about just three or four minutes. fucking snooze fest, man. Uh, Empire Strikes Back, most of the Battle of Hoth. <laughs> See, I like the Battle of Hoth. I, fine. I, I I think it's, like, excessively boring. Like, I think you could trim, like, two-thirds of that battle out, and it'd be great. Like, have the X-Wings get blown up by a couple AT-ATs, and then suddenly, like, they, like Luke yells something about the tow cables, and then you trip them up, and they fall, and then you, like, get the, resi- like the rebels out of there, and boom, it's done. Instead, they just keep fucking going with, <laughs> like... All of this snow, man. This featureless white snow everywhere. Uh, I I can like pull something out of every movie that just bored the shit out of me. Episodes one, two, and three. <laughs> Period. <laughs> yeah, just just the whole thing there. Just the fucking whole. Thing. Most of the Endor battle, I could give a shit less about in Return of the Jedi. It's usually battle. The scenes. battle above Endor was the part that really bothered. Like. Yeah. yeah, that's boring too. I really just want to see the throne room, if I'm being honest. And maybe the throne room was maybe interesting. He walks like having rocks blow up the the two like logs smashing yeah. to each other. Yeah, that stuff's cool. Yeah, the Ewok who dies and the mom comes up crying like that's kind of cool. Yeah, um, see, like I the battle on Endor wasn't too bad, but like the Lando and blowing up the Death Star again. Yeah. Force Awakens, the whole Rendar thing, or whatever those big creatures are that Han Solo is freighting, I could do without all of that scene. <laughs> we could have like maybe Han Solo bartering back and forth with the guys and then realizing the other guys are there that he's talking shit about. And then, like, I don't know, cut somewhere around there because everything with the Ranthars is fucking boring as shit. Yeah. So, like, I, I would say, like, that's the scene in this one, but that's something that is such a Star Wars thing. There's always an action sequence too many. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, when you really start to think about it. The, an action sequence too many. Yeah, except for A New Hope, which... It, well, actually, A New Hope, the end battle's kind of boring. Uh, the, like, the Death Star trench thing is cool, but, like, remember before that, when they're, like, fighting to get back to the Rebel base? That shit is boring dude it's just boring so you know and it's funny because now like since rogue one happened the lightsaber battle between obi-wan and darth vader is pretty (laughs) has lost a lot of emphasis there is no lightsaber battle (laughs) 
Like it's hardly anything at all. They, they basically like the cross streams two or three times, and then Obi Wan like says, "Strike me down, and I'll become more powerful than you've ever imagined." And he like puts his like lightsaber up. Darth Vader turns it off and becomes and, clothes. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. There's always a couple <laughs> of scenes. Anyway, uh, another complaint I hear a lot about is the porgs. Uh, porgs. Look, I, they were there. I, I can I I can deal with the porgs. Here's what I'm gonna say about the porgs because I know a lot of people hate the porgs. That scene with Chewie is fucking hilarious. Like when he's eating the porg. He didn't though. Yeah, he did. He did. I'll you know he it. ate it, but yeah, he didn't. He fucking ate it. He's a fucking Wookie, dude. He well, he fucking he, he already killed he it, it, roasted it. Yeah, like <laughs> it's wasting pork meat at that point, and he chased off the one who looks super sad. <laughs> like, but, see, I didn't have a real problem with the porgs. And here's what I'm going to say about the porgs because I, I there's a lot of hatred being thrown out to the porgs. Like, it reminds me. And Zach, I, I would, I wanted to pull this clip of Zach talking about it was too long because we went off about this for seven or eight minutes. But essentially, what we distilled it down to is one thing that bothers both me and Zach is that like you get so many adults that grew up with Star Wars and they fucking forget what it's like to be a kid. Like they yeah. just fucking forget, and like they assume that like because droids are, were good enough for them when they're a kid that'll be good enough for the kids now it's like no you need new things it's not look yes they're gonna sell toys that's every fucking star wars movie ever (laughs) if you fucking watch star wars movies stop watching them if the merchandising bothers you that's always gonna be present but like there is like it it's shit that you put in there for the kids so that they enjoy it too and i gotta tell you like as much as my daughter enjoyed watching the movie there are like times where she starts to like sort of check out and then boom, there's a porg and she's, and she goes, ah, like that's literally the sound she made. And then she's right back in it. Like it was perfectly spaced out. You know, I, for how much honestly didn't have a problem with it. Yeah. And for how much attention I'm yelling at the internet, but no, I, (laughs) but for how much attention they got, it was like what? Two minutes of screen time. Maybe. And they even used them to make a point when Luke's talking about the light side and the dark side and then Ray's like looking at everything. They're showing like the eggs of the porgs there and talking about the death and then like the the waves are crashing into the eggs and like like they're a part of that ecosystem there. So at least they were introduced with a point. Just like the Ewoks had a point. Like yeah. no matter how small you are, you can still make a difference, right? Yeah. Did like, you see the uh sea monsters? In at you? No, there were sea monsters. Yeah, like you see, like Nessie, like sort of creature, like going in the water. Like, no, I I must have missed that. Did you see the Jedi books at the very end? Yeah, I did. Okay, that I missed it the first time I watched it, and I saw it the second time. But I'm realizing, looking on the internet, that about ninety percent of the people who watched it for whether they liked it or not totally miss that like yeah when they were like going to like he, in her ship and yeah Ray's when ship. they were going to like uh tend to ray like they gave her something we're going to get something and they pulled open a drawer and there was the jedi books were there i totally noticed that yeah i did not notice it the first time so i don't begrudge anybody for not noticing it but i noticed it the second time it was definitely there so everybody that thinks that yoda destroyed the books no Yoda was making Luke think the books were destroyed. 
You know, he stopped, he actually, he stopped him because Luke was going to run in and set him on fire. Well, he had actually he calls already down the lightning so that Luke doesn't actually see that the books aren't in there. Yoda had said, I believe he said that the books are gone. Page turners, they were not. So I think they were gone before that. And I, and I'm not sure how they got where the, but I believe Ray. Had, no, no, Ray he just them. says that Ray has seen them all, and Ray did take them. But I, I think he deceives Luke into thinking that he burned down the books. So I'm pretty sure that's what that was, having watched it a second time. But uh, what did you think about the Yoda scene? Did you like that? I love the Yoda. Like it's really funny because when we went to Episode Seven, my wife's like, "I want to see Yoda." I'm like, "Well, he's dead." I don't I don't think we're gonna get him. She's like, he could be a forest ghost. Like she totally like, threw that on me. I was like, yeah, I don't think we're getting Yoda. And uh, I was right for that one. But man, we went to this one, and uh, my wife had fucking called it just a movie <laughs> early. So I'll give credit to my wife, who will never get on microphone. <laughs> <laughs> but she totally called that one like way early, and, and I guess they used the mold for the like they actually used a puppet. They had Frank Oz operate the puppet again, and uh, they they used the the same mold that they made the first you know, one. In, so my only complaint about that, and this is just a visual thing, is there were points when they were talking that it they kind of lost the Force Ghost effect. Did they? I didn't notice where it it was really really subdued. And I, I think that they could have like made him a little more sh- shiny. I guess I don't know how to like really describe it, but <laughs> he kind of a lot, a lot is <laughs> like uh, aura luster around him. Okay. And so I mean, there was a couple of points where I mean, it would just look like just puppet Yoda there. Okay. Let me. Um... <sighs> Okay, I'm gonna wrap up this complaint, like the the complaints that people said. But I I do want to read off this thing because this I read this and this really fucking irritated the shit out of me. I guarantee this is a 15 year old who started this. But on Change.org, there's a petition up that oh, 7,000 people signed this morning uh, when I saw it. But so the, here's what they wrote: Star Wars has been a story about two things: the Jedi and Luke Skywalker. After which, by the way, not true with Rogue One, but whatever. Or uh, the prequels. <laughs> or the prequels. <laughs> I guess I was about Jedi, right? Uh, after over 260 novels where we could follow the adventures of the great heroes, uh, or hero, you, the Walt Disney Company, decided to strike all that from the official canon and wipe out three decades of lore. We were excited to see Episode 7 to see how our heroes' lives turned out since you took away what we knew. We saw the death of Han Solo. We saw less than a minute of Luke Skywalker. Episode 8 was a travesty. It completely destroyed the legacy of Luke Skywalker and the Jedi. It destroyed the reason most of us as fans like Star Wars. I'm sorry. I'm just picturing somebody so overweight. Some big fucking neck beard guy. No, no. Because it's a 13-year-old dude. He's got 8th grade mustache. I'm picturing (laughs) neck beard when I read this. It is starting to turn into neck beard, isn't it? This can be fixed. (sighs) Just as... Hold on. It destroyed the very reason most of us as fans like Star Wars. Okay. Dude, even if you go with the lowest rating for user scores, which once again is IMDb and uh cinemascope not not bad 
But fucking Rotten Tomatoes is 55%. That's still 55%. A presidential election. Than that's Menace. killing. What's that? But it's a lower user score than Phantom Menace. Yeah, so what? It wasn't <laughs> around for Phantom Menace. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> where was I? Um, it destroyed the reasons most of us as fans like Star Wars. Really? Did it destroy the reasons you like Star Wars, Brandon? This no. one movie destroy the reasons you like Star Wars? This can be fixed. Just as you wiped out 30 years of stories, we ask that you wipe out one more, The Last Jedi, remove it from canon, push back episode nine and remake episode eight properly to redeem Luke Skywalker's legacy, integrity, and character. We stuck by you when you did things that hurt us before. Hurt us before. Dude, come on. (laughs) Can I just pick that apart for a second? I, like, we are big fucking Star Wars fans, right? Yeah. We fucking lived through the prequels, dude. <laughs> we lived through the prequels. I never thought of fucking putting out, a, like, I never thought it caused me any kind of pain. It was just annoyance, incredible annoyance, right? If Star Wars causes you pain in any way, don't ever fucking watch anything fucking that causes watch you pain. In fact, talk to a psychiatrist. Because if it's causing you pain to watch any movie at all, you have a real problem. Like you have I don't know, the issue. human centimy caused me pain. <laughs> I mean, were you trying to reenact it? <laughs> no, it's just like cringing at like the d- depths of humanity, like that sort of pain. But I think we can agree that boobs shooting out green milk did not cause pain. <laughs> Uh, uh, <laughs> I might disagree with you on Brandon's going to get on this change.org thing. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm not going to get on that just over green boob milk. So then, so then they I like, mean, I, I mean, we saw the Banta milk that was blue, but we didn't see a fucking Banta get milked. <laughs> it's a circle of life, dude. You got to deal with it. All right. So, <laughs> So this is where this is where it really fucking annoys me. So then after talking about it causing us pain, they go into pleading. Don't do this to us. Please don't let this film stand. Don't take something so many of us love so much and destroy it like this. Let us keep our heroes. That's how they ended it. Oh, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Dude. That's <laughs> even if you don't like the movie, fucking get on a Star Wars message board like everybody else and bitch about it. You know, I mean, Jesus. I Christ. honestly like I. I mean, have you as you listened to me in the last forty minutes? I had some fucking complaints about this movie. Yeah, and I really like the bomber one. <laughs> I was pretty astute. I should have thought of that. When you said physics, I was like, oh, God, here we go. But, like, no, you're totally on it. Like, you were absolutely on it on that. So, I mean, I mean, there's some complaints I had, but, I mean, I still, like, I'm not, like, wishing I got my $15 I paid for the movie back. Just start the Nerf Herder podcast and start airing out your complaints. You'll feel better. And don't watch any more Star Wars movies. Apparently, they cause you pain. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude! What a fucking loser. I'm sorry, but in every all of the seven thousand people that signed that are losers because if you signed your name to that, that is pathetic. I'm sorry. Like, 
if you didn't like the movie, bitch about not liking the movie. Like you really like because here's the thing: you sign that petition, you're saying that you're for Disney. Like actually saying like, oh no, this doesn't count. We're gonna redo it. They're not gonna fucking do that. And even if they did that, like, would you even go to see the next one if they're just like, yeah, we just redid episode eight? Fuck no. Well, no, this nah, fucking re- I probably would. Well, see Star it. Wars. But- <laughs> I guess I would too, but still, it's not happening. <laughs> we can stop and Disney won't do it. Okay, I, we're starting to run low on time here, so I just wanted to get into uh, a mm-hmm. quick Easter egg that was noticed on the internet and confirmed by somebody who worked on, on episode eight. Jen Urso found plans for hyperspace tracking while looking for the Death Star plans in Rogue One. That's cool. Yeah, so that was kind of like a cool little connection that they had. So the other an Easter egg that I came across in my searches is they did a uh, when J.J. Abrams did The Force Awakens, he did a uh, Beastie Boys uh, reference. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. There's two of them in Force Awakens and one in this one. And right? there's one in that the uh, when they go to uh, and I had the name uh, Crypto Bite. Um, or Cantobite, not Cryptobite, Cantobite. Um, the guy that is like complaining about them, uh, landing on the beach, his name is Slow and Low. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's pretty good. Okay, you know what? Um, I was gonna do some wild speculation, but we're 75 minutes in, so here's what we're gonna do. We're going to definitely talk about this movie next week, right? Like, that's just going to happen. Yeah, it'll probably happen. So, we, I'm going to give some more focused thoughts on the movie that we didn't even have time to get to. Because <laughs> I've, got, I've got lots of thoughts we didn't even get to. We mostly just focus on, like, complaints on this one. So, um, there's two or three things I want to get to next week. We're definitely going to do wild speculation though. So any wild speculation you have, or just what you think will happen, like logical or unlogical, bring it next week. We'll get into that. Um, and then of course, with like the usual song and dance that we do every week. So take it easy. Oh, I, before you go, I did want to say Next week will be our Christmas spectacular. Yeah. Don't want to say for sure, but pretty sure we're going to have a good guest on next week. So maybe even two. We'll see what happens. <laughs> but it's it's going to be... And some eggnog. Yeah. We're definitely going to be drunk. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's definitely going to happen. I mean, it'll be the day after Christmas, but it's, it's our Christmas special. And I think Zach's coming back for, for the next episode, so... Well, I'll have to get a hold of him and see exactly when and where. But, well, I mean, it probably here. But, <laughs> yeah, so that's going to be great. So. so, we probably won't hear you before then. So, Merry Christmas, y'all. Yeah. Merry, Merry Christmas, y'all. And happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays, neo Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the term you like, right? Happy holidays. I might have had a few beers. I'm fucking, I'm just so used to yelling at the internet now. I might as well just yell at skinheads too. Hey, we it's always a good time to yell at Nazis. Yeah, I pandered out of Happy last. Holidays. Yeah. Happy holiday, <laughs> Nazi. I pandered to him last week to try and get net neutrality. Stopped. That fucking didn't work. Yeah, so. it fucking didn't work at all. Who would have known? Not a big group to turn up. 
But I mean, I feel like if they had shown up at their senator's office with like <laughs> with fucking torches from like Lowe's or whatever, some tiki torches, some from, tiki from, Home torches Depot. from Home Depot. Yeah, I feel like shit would have gotten done. <laughs> So it would have been like, why the fuck am I allied with these people? <laughs> Becoming a Democrat tomorrow. <laughs> All right, take it easy. with Restless, Green Lantern's Light, ASL Adventures, Interdimensional Exchange Association? Is this yours? No, your I- Your mother said she found them on your phone. I don't know. Okay, I must, must have, have what? Look, Dad, they're not mine. Alien Movie Project, We Had a Good Life, Montucky Skies, Real Roulette. Where'd you get it? Dad- Answer me. Who taught you how to listen to this stuff? You all right? I learned it by watching you. Parents that use podcasts have children that use podcasts. Brought to you by the partnership of the Not Safer Network.